Amen. Well, good morning. You may take your seats. My name's Michelle, if we haven't met. And I know this morning there was a lady that came in for the very first time and I met her this morning. But there might be others that this morning, it's your first morning here at True North. Um, we extend a warm welcome to you and to let you know that we have got a welcome lounge there available for more information. If you are after a little bit more about who we are, you can make your way there after the service and they would love to meet you, welcome you, greet you and um, give you any answers you may need. But this morning, as we do open the word, um, that we are going to continue on in this series um, of Corinthians. And we had um, been opening that. You would have heard perhaps um, Pastor Dean a few weeks ago. I love this word that he had, which was distinctly different. Being a people that are distinctly different to, um, you know, all, all those that would walk this world and walk around and, and do as the world would call us to do. How are we people of faith? walking very differently to that. And if you have missed that, I'd encourage you to jump on. It was one of those messages that leave you like, okay, in my Monday and Tuesday, how is this applying to my life? So we are going to open up again this morning in Corinthians um, in ver uh, chapter 3. But as we do that, um, I was reminded a lot of this, this idea of growing up, being an adult. It's not always, you know, the most fun place, but we make it fun, don't we, adults? I, I certainly, my life is lived to make a fun life. Um, no matter what I'm doing, I love doing that. But there's all stages of growing up that we need to do throughout the course of being born through infancy. A lot of this word I'm hearing lately also, if you're a new parent around the place, is these wonder weeks. Have you heard of this? Apparently, uh, don't hold me as the, I'm knowing all the information right here. My kids are much older than this. But apparently, there's these stages of growth where, you know, kids are maybe a little bit, uh, infants are unsettled or a little bit, you know, just feeling a bit more hungry, awake a little bit more. It's these wonder weeks of growing up. And right through life, we have these different stages of growth where we grow from an infant to an adult. You know, those, those awkward years of puberty, those growing pains, the stretches, all this sort of stuff. I know for me in year seven, I was like one head taller than the whole other, the class. And um, it was like a bit awkward because you're really standing out in the crowd there. But there's all these, these ways that, you know, we push through and, you know, through all the seasons of growing up, whether they be good, bad or indifferent, that we um, mature through that and we arrive to being adults and, and growing up and being in that place of, you know, just being adults and having to do all the adult things. And also then alongside, sometimes we may, you know, if we've been a, a Christian for a while, we have this spiritual side of us, this side that sometimes we get on with growing up as adults and doing what adults do and sometimes forget the maturity that needs to grow in our faith as we also develop from infants first knowing and believing in Christ Jesus to growing on this path of maturity and being strong, mature Christians in our faith. And along those lines, what does that look like for us to develop one from an infant through to being mature Christians? And um, I remember a story that for many of us, if we were here in January, we went through this, um, this um, series called Margins. And one of those we often laughed and joked about was this idea of going to the gym. And so I remember a time in my life, I didn't start that this year, that was not my thing, um, I've learnt, um, is that a few years ago, maybe 10, 15 in reality, was I went to the gym and I'm like, I'm going to ensure that I go to the gym so I'm going to put into place a personal trainer. 
You know someone who inflicts all sorts of pain on you? Yes, I chose to do that. And so I had um, done that. I put it in place. I'm like going to meet them twice a week and I'm going to be held accountable in that because I have to show up because I've paid money and rah, 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 rah. So I've done this. I've put it in place. And to be honest, you know, they are all about inflicting pain on a person, I've got to say. But, you know, when it came to the lower body, you know, the legs, you know, I could push through. It hurt. It was a little bit, you know, hard, but I could push through. I was pretty strong in the lower body. But then it came to bench press. Has anyone done one of these things? I am the weakest person around when it comes to lifting anything above my head. I've got to say, I I very much, that discovery was made in that moment. But nevertheless, they are there to inflict pain. So they said, okay, we are going to bench press. And I'm like, I actually don't think I've ever done this before. But anyhow, so she will say 50 kilos, but really it's probably five. Um, well, but just make it out. Just play with me, people. <laughs> the reality was I'm sure it wasn't much more than 10. Um, but then she was saying, okay. And she was lovely, I thought, at first. And she's like, okay, we're going to push, we're going we're gonna to lift this above your head. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she was there, she was helping me, she was very gracious to start off with, was helping me out. And then it gets to this point, if you've ever done it, you quiver, you shake, you're like, I am going to throw up and I think this thing's going to land on my head. And there's this, this point where every single time I tried to lift this thing, it would get stuck. And what they would call a personal trainer, anyone that knows this, I'm seeing Liam in there, he'll probably know this word, um, is the sticking point. Is this point that inevitably when you go to lift, and it was very much my case, I would get to this point where it was like everything would shake, everything would tremble, and, and fortunately the um, instructor would come and help me out and push it through. Eventually I did get through, past my 10 kilos, maybe seven and a half, um, and I would push that thing up. But it is that that time and time again, trainers will see that as you go to lift that thing, there is comes this point where there's so much you can push, and then it comes to this sticking point. And today we're going to open up the word. We're going to look in Corinthians to look and see that as we grow from our infancy of knowing Christ Jesus to growing into mature believers in Christ, often there's these sticking point moments. There's these moments of, am I going to be able to push through or am I going to remain on that five kilo bar? (laughs) So we're going to open up the word. We're going to read that in Corinthians. So if you've got your Bibles with us, we'll open up to chapter three. Brothers and sisters. I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Over here, what Paul's saying to the, the church is that he's seeing visually that they should be far further along than what they actually are. They're still remaining here, failing to grow as um, Christian believers. They're still in this infancy stage. And he's, he's just showing them this picture that you are still remaining here, but you should be far further down the track. In verse 3, it says, you are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? 
are you not acting like mere humans? For each one of us, very much so, we are mere humans. We are in this place of um, being able to live out our faith, but still very human. So what does that look like for us to be able to um, see, as Paul has said here, this idea of milk versus food, this idea of these new Christians knowing the knowledge of Jesus Christ, being founded in that, but yet they're still feeding on this milk. They're still staying in that space where, where that is what they're feeding on. This sticking point that um, we see that they're remaining in that place of being, um, you know, leaning in, um, seeing leaders, being able to stay in that place as opposed to being able to be mature and be able to be feeding on the, on the meat, the solid food of what we require to bring transformation to our lives is our faith journey. This idea that um, this gospel is working out within our lives that like we heard a few weeks ago that brought a difference to us that brings a difference to us as we walk out and journey our faith life that you know the people that we walk alongside if they know Christ um, they would also be on that track and that journey towards maturing in Christ and we should have a difference about us as a result of knowing Jesus of, of knowing that he is alive in us and Paul diagnoses their maturity here based on the quarrelling, based on their jealousy, based on what he's actually seeing amongst them take place. That they are all at each other and bickering and doing all these sorts of stuff. And really that wasn't much different to what those that didn't know Christ was about. It was very much the same picture of what he was seeing there as to what was happening outside of that. So there was nothing really different about them. There wasn't much maturity that he saw in them as a result of following Christ. So for each one of us, what does that look like for choosing meat, for be able to be mature in our faith, be able to, um, be able to push past those parts of, that are sticking points in our lives, to be able to push past that in our faith journey, to be able to continue uh, to be mature in what Christ calls us to. You know, we, we get to strengthen this faith muscle off us. We get to um, strengthen that um, in our daily walks of life, in our daily encounters with people, that with Christ within us, that we get to be able to walk and talk differently as a result of knowing him, as a, as a result of being with him. You know, the sticking points for each one of us will look very different from a day-to-day -day basis. If you've got small children, there's challenges that come with that. If you're in a workplace and the CEO, wherever it may be in between, that our daily lives will reflect things very differently. But what would it look like that we go into a place where there is perhaps quarrelling and jealousy and bickering and all these things taking place? Do we enter into that? Or do we make a difference as a result of who we are? and what we believe. Like those um, early Corinthian, Corinth, Corinthian church here, we see that, you know, they were entering into that jealousy and quarrelling and all these sorts of things. But for us as our faith journey, we need to be um, vastly different to what we see in this picture. You know, will we use that language that will help build up, encourage people around us? 
you know, where we, we lay down some of the things of our own needs to be able to help others. Will I or will I not forgive that person in our, in our lives that is so hard to forgive? It is um, vastly different that in our lives, that as we, we follow Christ, that he reveals things to us that we can act and live out a very different life to those around us. Number two, in verse four we, say, we see, for when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos and what is Paul? Or in today's context, we see, well, what is Pastor Dean and what is Pastor Ryan and what is Pastor Michelle? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters has one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Maturity is of God alone. That for each one of us over here we see the church looking to leaders we have amazing leaders here within our church and even last week as we had, um, last weekend as we had our renewal conference, what I loved about something that Pastor Dean had opened up with at the on start of our conference was this idea that, you know, we have amazing speakers. We had, you know, Martin Sanders, Tanya Watson, Dean Gretzinger standing here on the stage full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. But he said this, he said, this is going to be a weekend where you get to encounter God, where you get to hear God, where God gets to speak to you. And that weekend framed in such a way that people had carved out chunks of time to be able to stop, be able to listen to what God would say to them. Because when God speaks, things change in our lives, right? When God speaks, maturity starts taking place in our lives. As we encounter him, as we engage with him, that he alone brings the growth, brings us to maturity. That over here we saw, and for each one of us, so wired in our human nature for relationship and so easy to be able to go to a leader who is right in front of you to be able to ask questions. And, you know, there is a place for that. We saw that there. There is watering and planting that is required, but God brings the growth. That for each one of us, it is sometimes easy to go to a friend or go to a connect group leader or go to a, uh, one of the staff to be able to ask what God would say to them. But the reality is that you have as much access to God as what anyone else does. You have as much access to hearing the voice of God than anyone else does. That today, um, we are sometimes just so easily able to just go and find someone, find a friend. It's like, you know, I'll just go and chat with them and we need to work this out. But how much of our time is spent knowing the truth that it is God who grows us, God who changes us, and therefore how much time is spent spending with God, allowing space and time for him to speak to us in that. So I'm just going to do a little Q&A here. One question, in fact. 
So who would you say, I want to hear it nice, loud and proud here, who is the one who grows us? Come on. (laughs) And that is the very truth. That is the absolute truth. That for everyone sitting in this space, that God speaks to you exactly the way he speaks to your utmost favourite speaker on the internet, in this place, the person that you admire the most, that God speaks to you the same way as he does anyone else. And it is God who allows the growth. So why wouldn't we go there? (laughs) Number one. It's our number one place to go. There is absolute times in our lives where we are needing people around us and they have a vital part to play in that. I know as I was reflecting on this and um, it was 1991, getting somewhat old as I reflect back a lot, lot more. Um, But it was in that time where it was my boyfriend at the time, husband now, where it was absolutely key life-changing point in my life where he had the courage to invite me to a Youth Alive conference. He had the courage then, just friends at work and hanging out, that he said, would you come along to this Youth Alive night? Raymar Church, now Riverview, 1991, 27 years ago. That brought, he brought me there, he invited me there, he brought me there, but it was God that absolutely transformed my life. It was God that drew me, that tears were coming, you know those floodgates that just come and you're like, what is going on? I had no idea of anything at this stage. And you walk that long walk, but it is God who brings the growth and brings the transformation and brings the change in our lives. So where are we focused? You know, we saw here that the early church was focused on their leaders, Paul and Apollos, rather than God. For us today, with technology, the far wide church that we can be a part of, you know, downloading our favourite speakers from Hillsong and Judah Smith and Priscilla Shire and all these fantastic leaders, which is great. And we learn and we grow and we develop as we're hearing God through that. But then also, are we allowing that space for God to speak directly to us? For us just to carve out all the other voices and to be there, to be able to hear from God allow him to reveal some stuff in us and speak to us the truth of who he says we are. That early church, we saw that they were laser focused on those other leaders, which brought limitation to their lives, that brought limitation to their faith journey, that Paul recognises in that place that you're still infants. Why is that? You know, why is there bickering? Why is there quarrelling? Why is all this stuff coming on? Because they were not listening to God. They were looking to leaders that for each one of us leaders, we are limited in what we can do. But it's God that brings change and God brings increase in our lives. Maturity comes from God alone. It is God that brings that increase. It is God that brings a change. It is God that breaks mindsets. It is God that brings transformation. It is God that brings those broken vessels into beautiful things. And we need to be focusing in on God as we push past these sticking points and and move on towards mature Christians in faith. 
the lens on which we make our decisions in our day-to-day come from where we're focusing on. That if we are spending those times with God and knowing God and in his word, our lens on how we respond in situations, the decisions that we make in our lives, are very different as a result of the lens of which we're looking through. The lens of which we're, um, you know, encountering God and then making decisions out of that. That bring a response that is very different to if maybe we weren't. The focus of our lives is also is revealed in our lives. Where we focus is then revealed on how we outlive that life. You know, we the way we speak and everything makes a difference as a result of being and encountering with God. The fruit of what we see outside of encountering God is, you know, all those of the Spirit. You know, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, self-control, all these things as a result of being focused in on God. In verse 10, we pick it up. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Over here is this, Paul is saying here, that there is no option with this foundation, that there isn't an open choice or anything here for those that follow Christ Jesus. It is the sure foundation that it is Jesus Christ of which we build upon. It is over here that there is no mistaken in that, that Jesus Christ, for everyone that has accepted him in our life, that is that sure foundation that we all have in common, that is of Christ Jesus, that he is the foundation on which we build. There is nothing that we can do to earn that. It is just of Christ Jesus' sacrifice for each one of us that we now build upon. In verse 12 it says, Anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw. Their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. And if what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. So maturity builds quality. And over here it says, he, um, Paul is describing these two sets of materials here. It's saying gold, silver, costly stones, and then also these wood, hay and straw. And it's saying at the test of fire, what will remain? And these two materials being very different in the things that will either last eternally or those that won't last, last eternally. You know, the gold, the silver, the costly stones, those things that are built on the foundation of Jesus, those things that are built on what God is calling us to, these, these costly stones that will, test the, that will be, stand the test of fire, that will bring eternal Um, stuff to our lives it is those things that we are to be focused in and to be um, being able to build on this foundation of Jesus Christ the wood the hay the straw that will get burnt up to nothing they won't last eternity but it's these other things that that we build upon that is not temporary so what are you building on the foundation of Jesus in your life 
What are the things that we build on this foundation that each of us have in our lives? And we get to now make those decisions on what we build upon this foundation. It is then, um, you know, the things that we do in our lives, whether we build those, those um, things upon that foundation, be it gold, silver, costly stone, or whether we, we choose those other things that are, you know, going to be burnt up and not remain for eternity. But what we will get to build on is this sure foundation that for each one of us, it is ours to decide, it is ours to desire, it is ours to want, to hunger more of God that brings those beautiful things that last eternity. Our life focused on God and built in Jesus, something of quality that is, is last eternity, that does bring all those precious stones into our lives. Gold, silver, all these things that stand that testify. Our character, our love, our purpose reflects, you know, all those costly stones, that gold, that silver in our lives where our character is vastly different to, um, as a result of being with God and walking in the ways that God leads us. We build not our, on our own, but we build that God brings that growth in our lives. There's others that will come in that will help us plant water, all those things in our lives and will bring us to that place where, you know, God does pour out in our lives and brings that growth that will allow maturity, that will allow the pushing past those sticking points to bring growth into us. Then those others, other materials that are in our lives, whether it be the hay, the straw, that, you know, even as I was, I was opening up the word and, and reading through the scriptures, that, you know, there's, there's things in that that was highlighted to me that, you know, there is some straw, wood and hay in my life that actually God is, is showing me as I'm reading the scripture. There is those moments of the sticking point in my life that actually aren't going to last eternity. And he's revealing those in us, uh, in me, even as I was um, preparing this message. And he highlights them in order that we, we can lay it down and surrender it to him to be able to get past that sticking point, enable to be able to grow that spiritual muscle to maturity. For each one of us, maybe, you know, you can identify even within yourselves that sticking point which causes you to come up to it but then retract back. It keeps you at that level of perhaps not pushing past into the more mature things of what God is calling us to. That sometimes you just got to lay it down. That, you know, as God reveals that, I love that he reveals it because as he does that, he does have loving kindness to say hey you know what you don't need that anymore bring it to the light bring it to me that you know as we do that and lay it down that there's more room for God to move in our lives and to use in our lives as we're able to lay that down so as we do wrap up I'd love to invite the band up that we're going to go into a song of um, leave it all on the altar and um, as we do that, I'll invite you to stand that, you know, for each one of us, we have 
Sometimes these moments where God reveals these sticking points, these, these uh, materials in our life that aren't going to test the time, test the fire, go into eternal goodness. So I would, I would say that even now, that as we, we sing these songs, I'd invite you that if there's things in your life that are those sticking points that God has even shown you in this moment, that as we sing these words, all on the altar, that you'd have an opportunity to lay it down at God's feet. Have that opportunity to be able to say, God, I just leave it all down here. That God, I want to hear your voice. That even as I lay it down here, I know tomorrow's going to roll around. Help me tomorrow. Help me all my days that I can continually learn to let this go, to be able to make space, Lord, that you would move in my life that you'd have more room in my life to help me grow and stretch and be more mature in our faith. So Jesus, let's pray. So Jesus, we pray. That Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord God, that, that Lord, as you've been speaking, that Lord, as you perhaps maybe even been revealing some of these sticking points, I would ask that, Jesus, that for each one of us, that we'd be able to surrender that to you. That, Lord, that we pray that you would help us lay it down. That, God, that you would help us journey through that. That, Heavenly Father, that you stand beside us, Lord, in our Monday and our Tuesday. That, God, that we would have the very sense and presence that you are with us, that Jesus, that you are helping us along the way. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name.